coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast. We're still waiting on the right rabbit to show itself. So until then, we might as well get a little extreme. We preview what is arguably the most extreme Extreme Rules event of all time. And if you don't believe things are getting extreme, not only in the world of wrestling, but around the world in general, Tom Brady is about to leave his supermodel wife because he wants to play more football. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an extreme time of year where we go through extreme rules, and it's always extreme in Philadelphia. Episode number 311 of Kings of the Rings podcast, exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio, and it starts right now. I'm so glad Aaron just broke that fucking fake record, so now we can move on. Oh, yeah, we can finally do. Did you see uh, Portnoy kind of go off about go off? No, I it? didn't. I'm not a I'm not a Portnoy. It person. was it was really? pretty funny. It was pretty funny. You know, you know, you know. I mean, I, I am, but like, I'm not a hardcore Barstool guy type thing. Like, that's fair. I, it, it crossed across my it came across my feet, and he's like, "Yes, that's a Barstool no, guy." Oh, like, oh, oh, like, right, whatever. It's a shut fake up, Portnoy. Anywho, folks, what's going on, folks? Yeah. Welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast, no. episode number three hundred eleven. It's always extreme in Philadelphia. Our Extreme Rules preview show. I'm your host. King Ricky Rose, along with Willie T and DK Murphy, we're going to get all extreme all the time this episode because this is probably the greatest Extreme Rules card we have ever had because there's actually Extreme Rules for an Extreme Rules event. But before we get into all of that, Willie T, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, dude. It's been raining for like four days straight here in Jersey I love slash it. New York, but I didn't stop us from going, that didn't stop us from going pumpkin picking this I past saw those weekend. pictures, you weirdo. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was so adorable, dude. I have never seen a white pumpkin before, so I immediately took one. <laughs> yeah, so Jack, Jazz and I have a contest. We've each got two pumpkins. Which pumpkin can last the longest? And I'm putting money on this white pumpkin because oh, it's not gonna last. Broke. <laughs> so <laughs> that one's fucked. <laughs> Let's just say that. But Kay Murphy, what is your favorite color pumpkin? Um, I'm classic. I like a good orange pumpkin. Amazing. After seeing Lizzo realizes that it is bad bitch o'clock, 6.30. That is correct. 6.30. 6.30 is one of my favorite new terms, to be honest with you. Do you like noon thirty? Um, I, I say noon thirty, and goes, ooh, I've never heard that before. Sounds exotic. I would like to point out that going to see Lizzo, Lizzo was a religious experience, and everyone should go because you will leave feeling better about yourself and your life. Um... Yeah, I'm ready to talk about wrestling. I actually watched wrestling this week. Wow. And, yeah. I didn't watch Dynamite because it wasn't working on my computer. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I went on the website and, like, wasn't coming up. It was only showing me episodes from April, and I'm like, I don't have time to deal with this, so I watched Rampage and called Fair it. enough. I, mean, I feel like there's only a little bit of controversy between Sammy Guevara and Andrade lately. What the fuck on I don't there? Know. It's like, dude. Yeah, I heard they're like actually fighting. Like, are, are they? Fe- I, I don't know if they're feuding on TV or if this is just like. I thought it was a sh- like a shoot. It was a shoot, like bro. You can't I think apparently that, it man. was a shoot. Uh, they were supposed to have a match on Rampage, but now that got canceled. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> TK, control your locker room. There is. Uh, before we started, I saw a video of. 
I don't know how it got out, but there's a video of Sammy Guevara trying out at the PC. Um, oh, and you know how they make them do, huh? From when? From when? Years, years ago. ago. Like, yeah, no, I know it's probably, I think quite Yeah, years ago is when Lacey Evans was a, uh, was like a fresh recruit or something, or like just got into the PC herself. And so she's helping out with the, uh, with the tryouts and stuff. And so they ma- they're pretty militant on their trial. So they make you do roles and everything. And before you, before you do any move, you have to say your name and then like your number and then do whatever maneuver it is. So he starts to do a role from the corner. He's just like, Sammy Guevara, number 35, and does his role. It's a pretty shitty role, to be honest with you. And Mace is like, I can't hear you. You know, just to kind of, you know, up the enthusiasm. So he has to get back and do it again. And he goes, Sammy Guevara, number 35, baby. <laughs> and does a, does a role again. And so the camera pans to Macy, and they're like, how do you feel? Like, he just called you baby. He's like, yeah, he just called me baby. Well, it's not he has it's not gonna fly because he can't do a role worth a sh- worth a damn anyways. So Sammy Sammy's just getting hit from all all the places, but maybe Sammy's just an asshole. He plays a heel on TV. Yeah, Live the know, gimmick, baby. It is what it is. Uh, Which so yeah, hi, Mister Fretz. Welcome to joining us. Welcome to everybody else who is joining us live on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, wherever you are at in the world. Thank you for joining us. Horror Kings of Rings podcast. We're going to talk about extreme rules. And while, before we do that, make sure you're leaving a like or you're sharing this or you're subscribing to our channels at KOTR underscore podcast. It really helps us out with followers and algorithms and helps to helps us to provide you with all of this awesome free content. Um, the links to all of our stuff are in the description below, including links to some of our fantastic merchandise, which I so happen to be wearing right now. But before we get into all of the extreme rules stuff, we do have to talk about uh, the life and times of one of the most influential people in the history of pro wrestling, and that is Antonio Inoki. If you don't know who Antonio Inoki is, I'm sorry, you're probably not a wrestling fan, but Antonio Inoki uh, will go down in history, not only as being one of the biggest influences ever, but he is the founder of the Mar- of every Mark's favorite foreign wrestling organization, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Antonio Inoki is also known for having a legendary match with the late, great Muhammad Ali, which kind of blurred the lines between boxing and wrestling, which ended up being one of the foundations and the sparks for what we now know as MMA-style fighting and UFC. So Antonio Inoki is a big influence. He was... uh, he had gotten into the WWE Hall of Fame, I believe, before he passed, which is a big deal. He was one of the most respected people in all of wrestling history, to be honest with you. Um, and it was unfortunate that he passed. I know SmackDown did air the news, but he had passed away, I think, that Friday morning. So it was a little bit of a sad day in the wrestling world. Will Tereshock? Uh, Yeah, I don't really know much about the guy. So, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, T's and yeah. P's, baby. Uh, K. Murphy, as a... F- I don't have that bad. Yeah, anyway, K. Murphy, as <laughs> as a person who used to watch NJPW pretty regularly, what did you know about Antonio Inoki during his lifetime? I respectfully did not know a lot about him either, but I do remember watching the Muhammad Ali match when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But, like... Sorry, internet. <laughs> No, you had something, Kay. What'd you get? But rest in peace. Yeah, I thought I had mm-hmm. more, but I like genuinely do not. Rest in peace. It sucks. Sad day for wrestling. 
Marks yeah, all right. So do you know? You guys know that video that's out there? That one guy standing in the ring and all these people are always um, I want to say I guess people from Asia are lining up to get smacked by this guy in the wrestling ring. The guy doing <laughs> the smacking is Antonio Inoki. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Take one. Daquan says Noki's an unofficial WWE champion. He beat Backlund in Japan, but the reign. I was a. I was a, well, Bob Backlund had the reign for like almost five <laughs> years as champ. Um, but uh, Antonio Noki, if you watch like the second season of Dark Side of the Ring, they do talk about Antonio Noki bringing a bunch of wrestlers into North Korea because I believe he is part Korean. Oh, yeah, he, in Korea? he did the collision in Korea, which uh, allegedly is the largest pro wrestling event ever put on, bigger than uh, the famed WrestleMania 32 in terms of people in attendance. Forced attendance, nonetheless, <laughs> but, but, but still, still attendance. attendance. <laughs> um, he was able to kind of bridge that gap because I believe he is part Korean or he was trained by somebody who was from North Korea. So he was, he was big in uh, politics on that side of the world, um, as well as wrestling as his background. Like I said, he had, he had a friendship with Muhammad Ali, which is uh, pretty crazy. It's a pretty crazy thing. It is nuts. pretty nuts. That's and pretty uh, nuts. like Taquanton also mentioned for the first time ever on TV during SmackDown by Corey Graves, Antonio Inoki, shown here in this photo, he is the first ever Japanese-born WWE World Heavyweight Champion, although the reign has never officially been recognized by WWE. But I that? have no clue, but it did happen. I mean, they do do the. I think they back in the day they would do these things on the house mm-hmm. shows, um, just to kind of like, just to pop the crowd. Good face um, stuff, you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah, and then but it, it didn't actually count because it was never like televised. Mm. Like, the only people, the only people who knew were in that yeah. room, and then like, he would he would drop it the next day. Or, like it was like what even. was it was was it the Rockers that won like the tag team titles on a house show, but something screwed up and so they never aired it, so it didn't happen. Some shit like Probably. that. It sounds like something the um, You know, but it, it is kind of a big deal. Like, because Antonio Noga had such a good rapport with uh, a lot of the American wrestlers, he did was able, when he started New Japan, to bring over a bunch of, of foreign wrestlers. Hulk Hogan has been in New Japan. Brock Lesnar has been in New Japan. MVP. AJ Styles got a start in New Japan. The entire Bullet Club thing. Uh, it's a total... It's yeah, a Finn Japan. Balor. Finn Balor got big in New Japan. Shinsuke Nakamura, obviously. Um, and so, no, not <laughs> yeah, he's from Germany. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but like you, you, but if you think about it, without Antonio Inoki, you don't have any of these things happen. So he is a major, major, uh, player in the history of pro wrestling from a global perspective. And it is a, it's a sad loss for the wrestling world, but hopefully his inventions like New Japan will continue on and they, They'll continue to produce a lot of legendary and great talent like it already has. So, uh, once again, RIP to Antonio Nucco. Let's move on to Extreme Rules. The most extreme of the Extreme Rules that I think we've ever had where literally every single match on this card is some sort of wild or extreme gimmick, and I'm really happy to, to get to talk about it. So let's start talking about it with the first match, which I believe will probably be the main event on the card. We have 
the only Extreme Rules match on the card in and of itself. Uh, it is the SmackDown Women's Champion, Liv Morgan, uh, defending her title in an Extreme Rules match against uh, Ronda Rousey, a.k.a. the baddest bitch on the planet. Honestly, this is a toss-up. Uh, Liv has kind of gotten better. I think the Extreme Rules gimmick kind of fits her. Uh, I think it brings out a little bit more of her natural personality, but then again, Ronda Rousey is an absolute fucking killer, and now you're going to give her weapons so she can kill somebody with, and so I don't know who's going to take this, so we're going to defer to Will. Who do you got? Dude, you see Liv tweet about not being on the poster? Did she really? Uh it was really funny. She's like, you can keep your shitty poster. You don't want to be on it anyway. Because <laughs> Ronda's on the post. She's like, you know, I'm the champion. Yeah, right? Ronda's the face of the Extreme um, Rules banner. That's correct. Yeah. So I think, I th- I do I do agree that probably main eventing. Um, Liv, I think, definitely is more believable. Um, that being said, I, it's hard to not put money on Ronda Rousey. You know, she is a heel now, and. She's the bigger star. I have a feeling Charlotte's going to come back relatively soon. And again, Charlotte's a good heel. So, I don't know. This is a toss-up for me, but I'm going to put my money on mm. Ronda. Kay Murphy. I also kind of think it's going to be Ronda Rousey, but I want Liv Morgan to win because I think the internet might melt if Liv Morgan wins again. When you mean internet, do you mean slack? No, I mean like... <laughs> All of the internet is slack. <laughs> Not the internet that wants to fuck Liv Morgan. The internet that hates Liv Morgan. Hmm. I feel like most of the internet wants to fuck Liv I, Morgan, though. I, I would I would have to agree with that. I, mean, <laughs> I, I have not seen this internet that's not like Liv Morgan. The only thing I really see is Ricky and I. <laughs> I've, seen a, like, I've seen a lot of like tweets that like are just like disparaging against Liv about how she's probably a transitional champion and that like she kind of sucks. Oh, yeah, that, that was us. Like, <laughs> that, was, that was us. That was us. That's very much us. I agree with that, but like, not you guys. Other people say these things. It's not just us. Yeah, I mean, I do. I do continue to doubt Liv Morgan, and she does continue to prove me wrong. And I'm glad to be proved wrong. But this time, I'm sticking to my guns. It's like last time. I think I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to Ronnie. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Liv Morgan won, but like, I. I don't know. I don't like either of them. So I don't give a shit about this match. Well, you're going to have to. So so here, here, here's the breakdown here. Like, Liv Morgan. I like Liv Morgan as, like, a person, but, like, I am not invested in her as a wrestler at all. And I <laughs> you know what it was? It was her documentary. I was just like, wow, you were just... You know... You have... You are aware reality. that was, like, several years ago at this point now, right? I know, but still, that's what, that's what made me not like her. It's like, you just have the personality of a tissue. A used <laughs> tissue. That's mean. Yeah, what did the tissue ever do to you? Nothing. Nothing. It's just I just don't think she's a great mm. personality. Her yeah, in-ring work is definitely here. better. I think this is a good match for her to kind of show her mean side and be aggressive and use a kendo stick. It's going to be fun. The match is probably going to be very entertaining. Ronda's going to carry a live or hold her own, but I, I, just, I, just don't, I just don't get Liv Morgan. She's very attractive. She's very pretty. She's um, pretty. And she, her hard work has definitely paid off. She works hard. She puts a lot of effort in. She's a B plus player. She's like she's everything people said. She's everything the authorities said about Daniel Bryan, except they're right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> if you love Liv Morgan, hey man, I hope she wins. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I'm gonna give Liv the benefit of a doubt here. Um, 
I was shocked when she beat Ronda the first time. It could be just one of those things where Ronda's going to do her best to get Liv over. This might be what Ronda has been assigned to do, just like Seth was assigned to get Cody over when he came back in um, to the fold in WWE. This might be Ronda's assignment. If Ronda is assigned to do this and it's successful, then props to her. She did her fucking job. Um... There's something about after I saw Liv kind of start using weapons on Lacey Evans and doing the flying senton from the top rope through the table on Lacey that she looks so natural and so comfortable in that type of gimmicky match because there are some wrestlers out there who can excel in a natural one-on-one match and they have to excel by using some sort of gimmicks or some sort of wacky rules and Liv might be that type of wrestler. Um, In addition, I think this might be one of the only matches that gets blood. Uh, if so, Bloody Liv beating Ronda works perfectly for her. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we I mentioned think that Bloody last Liv beating, I think Bloody Liv beating Ronda is a great look to end Extreme Rules. Um, and I'm gonna, I, I think Liv steals this one. That's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Liv Morgan. Um, okay. If she, if she does win, I want a clean, no shenanigans, not a roll up, a definitive bitch. I just made you my bitch. Like if this. But it's like okay, say, say okay. Liv wins, right? Who's she facing? It's got to be Charlotte. It's got to be returning Charlotte. In that case, yeah. And if Ronda wins, who can she face next? Yeah, Pretty much anybody. She'll have a load of people to go up with. Um, there was, uh, well, Saudi's Saudi Arabia's next. So you're gonna want a big name. Well, that's, that's what I wonder. Has has Ronda fought in Saudi Arabia? I want to. Yes, she did. No. Yes, because all right, she came out with her uh, Olympic attire. Remember, she had to That's be fully, right. like, clothed, so she came in her uh, Olympic judo gear. That's right. I think, I think it's not the match she did with, like, a hand behind her back. When the fuck? Uh, like, uh, her... Last year, maybe? Who did she wrestle with the hand? Let me... Yeah, she, she wrestled with somebody. Uh, while you're Googling that, let's move on to the next match on... Uh, in our in our order right now, the fight pit match, the match that they have hyped up perfectly uh, for this. We have Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle for the umteam time, but it, the rivalry just keeps on getting better. And as first reported, late, I think, Friday night, like they reported this at midnight, was the fact that UFC legend, the first, I think the first ever uh, double champ, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Will, on that, uh, Daniel Cormier, DC, will be the special referee, special enforcer for this fight pit match, another, another working of UFC and WWE kind of crossing paths. As anybody who knows who's a UFC fan, Daniel Cormier has been trying his damnedest to get... To stop announcing matches and somehow and somehow right. get into the WWE, and he's finally found his gateway. I'm interested to see how that goes out. Daniel Cormier is still a name in UFC, still a legendary name in UFC. He still kind of can bring people over. He still has that attraction. Uh, I'm honestly very excited for this match. I don't know where the hell you place this on this card. This card is ridiculous with gimmick matches, and they all could they all could be really well, you, good. You are, you are correct. So. DC, DC was a double champ. He was light heavyweight and heavyweight champion, uh, which is crazy because he's a little. Was he the first double champ um, uh, ever? Or I don't think so. 
I th McGregor was a double champ before mm -hmm. him, I believe. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not a UFC historian, so I'm not 100 sure. I could give that yeah. a gook too. By the way, Ronda was in a tag match with Naomi. They got Charlotte and Sonya at mm. Nation Chamber last year. Um, but yeah, DC, DC also still a huge name in UFC. He's a legend, one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, couldn't beat John Jones, which is great. Um, he's currently a commentator. An excellent has been a commentator for a while. He does I make think, he does make the events uh, a lot easier to understand for somebody who doesn't know UFC. Him and Rogan do a great job at explaining what's going on, and John Anik is the great mm. play-by-play -play guy. And the, the three of them together, the three bald dudes <laughs> are together are excellent. They are the three of them are really good at commentary together. I think DC would be an excellent commentator for WWE. I as think well. so too. I think him and him and Corey Graves would go at it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see him wrestle. I think I think he does he get physical. Well, we have match? some predictions here uh, down here in our comments section. Um, Fred says uh, Riddle wins. Seth blames Cormier and Verger Saudi match or Brock versus Cormier at Saudi. Brock versus Cormier could happen eventually because you know when when DC won the belt. Uh, Brock came into the UFC octagon with a piece of paper and said he's a paper champ. <laughs> and that actual, that actual fight never yeah. happens. So I could see that match happening. You know, Brock needs someone to go up against, and I think DC would be would be interesting, even though the How size quickly would that turn to a shoot? I don't think so. I think both of them are professional enough. And I don't think there's any bad gotcha. blood there. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you see DC just, like, give Seth a suplex, and that's the match. I'd love to see yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all right, so if if Riddle, if Riddle per se, is going to finally get his comeuppance on Seth Rollins, and I think Cormier versus Seth in Saudi sounds beautiful, absolutely beautiful to to do. Although I, I can't root for Riddle on this. It's because Seth has owned him on the mic Every time they face off, it's gross. Oh, yeah. Like, on Raw, Seth was just like, your kids, Riddle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't hit me. The, the, the breath on like, his face. Like, Riddle's comeback is like, so bro. Like, I know you just dunked on my kids, my family, but, like, when's the last time you had a belt? <laughs> <laughs> right, bro? Like, I got him, right, guys? It's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> really uh, going on being like, oh wait, you're not allowed to see your kids. Was the highlight of Raw for me? I mean, pretty fucking nuts. Is all right. So is he not allowed to see his kids? Like, I heard he wasn't allowed. Damn, that's good enough for me. <laughs> that's that's rough. What's up? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, with Candy Cartwright and a bunch of other women, I think. I think I think a court order would need to keep it from his kids, though, unless he's just agreeing to it. Well, it would still have to be in court. All right, and that's unless they're still going through litigation for like custody or whatever. That all right? So all right, there there could be temporary custody given to the mom until litigation, because you know how long litigation happens and goes on in this country. And and, and he's constantly on the road. Yeah, so that makes sense. So, it would go to and his kids are probably yeah, it in would school. Go to the mom. <laughs> so I know nothing about Matt Riddle's personal life with his kids, but I'm assuming he doesn't have joint custody. Yeah, right I now. would I would assume so as well. 
Uh, but back to the match, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. As I think Seth Rollins a thousand percent deserves this W, but I'm going to go with Matt Riddle. I, I'm going with Sethi. Seth. Seth, is because of what he dressed like uh, this Monday on Raw? Did you love the outfit? I liked the outfit. It was cute. Uh, but I don't know. I just feel like he's like so hot right now. And, like, he's... Dude, he's been going on some shoot interviews too, which has been really good. Yeah, Seth Rollins is just like, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm number two fitted to Roman Reigns. And it's just like, I kind of think it's unfair. And, like, I really didn't like putting Cody Rhodes over. He's like, they used me to boost up Cody. And I'm like, yeah, duh. Wait, I read, wait hold on. <laughs> I read that comment, but it, 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 from what I read, it seemed more positive that he, was, that he was okay with boosting up Cody because Cody needed to rub and not him. I, 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 don't, I think, like, I didn't see the interview. I'm just going off what I, what yeah. I read as well. But I, I took I took it as he's like they used me to bump him as kind of just like well I've been here forever. Yeah. You know, like, but I don't think it. I, I also don't think it's a I don't think it's a knock on Cody. It's kind of like a, a frustration that he he wants to be the top guy. I understand that. Yeah. Like he doesn't he doesn't like being number two, and now that he had the bump of Cody, he feels like number three. Which I get the competitive nature, and then you see a wife being number one. Like there, there's the competitive nature in him as a natural competitor. So like I understand it. I understand his frustration, but there's nothing you can really do. Yeah, about listen that to me. He's like one and one a at this point because I mean Roman's a definitive number yeah. one, but Roman's not there all the time. So Seth becomes one of the more entertaining characters week in and week out. Yeah, dude, you're you're rock to the Austin. Yeah, like it's a good place to be. You are. He is. He is fucking amazing. And when Roman's not there, he is. Like, right now, Seth's number yeah. one in WWE. So Roman sure. comes back. Because yeah. Roman's so not Roman... there all the time. And Seth is. Yeah, yeah, until Roman comes back. When Roman comes back, he, you know, goes back into his right place. But, you know, yeah. I... And Seth needs, Seth needs that belt again, for sure. To solidify this run of his character, absolutely. Yes. And that's why, um, which I should have thought this better, because my smart mind would have booked this. Seth takes the loss to Riddle because he's facing Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship Monday on Raw on the season premiere. And what better way to do a season premiere than have a title change? Seth beats Bobby. Dude, these season premieres are such bullshit. I hate them. I hate it's, that they it's, do it's these. It's television. Sorry, Chris. It's a <laughs> <laughs> Randy Orton kicking Chris Jericho out of WWE for no reason. <laughs> yeah, all TV mumbo jumbo to get you the watch, but I mean, wasn't the last season premiere like last January? Like when? Well, because there's like three seasons. Like there's like summer, winter, and fall for TV. Well, like TV goes into sweeps in May and September. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, like prime time, like regular, like, uh, like 24, as an example, had a fall and a spring yeah. season, and they take they take a few a few week break in the mm-hmm. in the winter. Like it would start in September, go to like January or February, then come back in April, and yeah. finish up. So it, it's it's. I guess yeah. Now that yeah. we're looking at it that way, and especially because they're on Fox now, like Fox does operate on a. Fall and spring kind of I mean, but USA is doing the same thing. Especially with the changes to the sports. Yeah. Continuity. Well, what else, what else does USA Network have? Reruns of Burn Notice? Like, no, they also have uh, SVU reruns all the time. 
and Monk, <laughs> they still show up. I might go. That might be strictly the Peacock. Uh, yeah. So season premiere is good. I hope for the season premiere as we kind of tangent a little bit. We sideberg real, real quick. I hope for the season premiere because I saw this and I kind of agree with the statement from I think one of the people I follow on wrestling Twitter. Uh, I hope now that H is in charge that we get different, like the shows begin to start looking different, not just in roster, but aesthetically as well. I don't need my Raw, my SmackDown looking exactly fucking the same. Just with a different color. It's it's a money saver. It's money. Yeah, Yeah. the LEDs save them so much money. Um, I think Zarium reported that they are... Tweaking it a little bit. But I I just want a little bit of a tweak in either one of the show's looks. Yeah. We might I be getting want. new belts too. I've heard about I heard the belt rumor, but I I'll I'll believe it when I see it. I'll, um, I I agree. I yeah. think it's still gonna the, the, the big WWE is still gonna be a focal point, but it's gonna be just tweaked a little bit. Yeah, like I said, and I'll it's branding. It, at this point it's just branding. I mean, when when they debuted that new, like more straight line W belt, it's perfect branding. They use it for Fucking everything. Everything. <laughs> and it's genius. Like, yeah. you see it everywhere. You see it everywhere. Actually, well, I have to send you a link. I've, I've been holding back with sending you this link. But they made a custom special edition New York Yankees-themed championship oh, belt. I, I think I might have seen it. It's fucking beautiful, but I am not buying it. Do you see, do you see Rikishi <laughs> made one for the uh, the bloodline? Did he? Really? It's, it's, it's just We the Ones. It's on a, on a giant tentacle. It looks gorgeous. <laughs> Rikishi had it made. I saw it on Twitter the other day. Nice. That's fucking amazing. Does it include Sami Zayn's face as like one of the side plates? I don't think so. <laughs> Shit, oh my god. Obviously, Sammy might be number one in wrestling right now because Sammy is so fucking entertaining right now. Sammy is just capitalizing on an opportunity. As well he should, damn it. And good for him. As well he should. Let's move on to the other championship, other singles championship match. That's the other championship match going on. Uh this week because it's the ladder last. match, baby. We have a ladder match, folks. Bianca Belair, the EST of WWE, the Raw Women's Champion, defending her title against a returning Bailey, the leader of Damage Control, who already have the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Now, this match really jumped up for me uh, after watching the contract signing on Raw, which Bailey. Did a fantastic promo about how about her character change and Bianca's rebuttal was yeah. the best I have ever heard her, um, and it's it did wonders for building this story about why they are fighting and I thought it was fucking brilliant. Also, Bailey's heel work is unbelievable. She's she's essentially cursed out Izzy on Twitter and it's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna see that tiny ass sign. <laughs> well, that wasn't Izzy, but <laughs> that was another kid. Yeah, that was another kid. But uh, be it as it may, I could easily, I could easily see Bailey leaving Philly with that belt and having damage control literally run the entire division with having those three belts. However. However, just based on rule of opposite momentum and Ricky's rules of wrestling, Bailey and Damage Control looked strong at the end of Raw. Bianca is winning on Saturday. Will? I agree. I think Bianca is still at the top of her game. There's no reason to take it off of her because what else would she do without this belt? Where does she go? 
Bailey, this this feud can still continue, and Bailey still has shenanigans with the rest of Damage Control, so Bailey doesn't necessarily need the belt, in my opinion. Although I do love her tummy, I love how Bailey's tummy is kind of sticks out all over over her, all over her pants. <laughs> uh, it's just I can't keep my eyes off her tummy. I, of I all the Bailey. places, of all the places to admire Bailey, you admire her tummy. Bailey, I, I she, 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 oh my gosh, she also got that cake. <laughs> And she hides them titties really well. She actually has knockers, but she hides them really well. Bailey, Bailey is Bailey. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and really tiny feet. I have a huge crush. I've always had a huge crush on Bailey. Bailey has always been one of my boos. I feel you on that. So you think Bianca? Yeah, I think Bianca. Yeah, I do. Mix Murphy, who do you got here? I also, I also think Bianca because I just hate her hair. Wrestling. What'd you Um, say? Sorry, okay. I, I also think it's Bianca because of Ricky's rules of wrestling. Yeah, I, literally I, the shot of literally the shot of them on the ladder on Raw. I'm like, okay, you're not winning. Which is a great and, shot, by the way. Like that's a great shot. Oh, beautiful shot. Should that on the pay per view? <laughs> yeah. I, I think that it, this feud's gonna go on for a little while longer because Bianca's had the title for how long now? A couple months. No, she's had it since she beat Becky at um. At WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, she's had it for a while. It's been that long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she won it again. She just ran it back and did it again. Yeah, because she, she, uh, what did she say? She said, she said in her, she said in her, um, in her rebuttal to, to Bailey's, like, you think you're the first one to run up on me at SummerSlam? Come on. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, good yeah. one. Good one, Bianca. Uh-uh. Listen, uh-uh. women I, I, I love. It's never going to happen. Uh, women love Bianca Belair. Like they love. Jazz fucking <laughs> loves Bianca. Like she gets so into wrestling. I'm like, Jazz, it's fake. She's like, shut up, it's Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Kavita, uh, one of our one of our patreons, one of our patreons, and one of our uh, fans of the show also loves to catch out to Kavita. She also loves Bianca Belair. Only time I've seen her clap during a wrestling match. Like, oh my god, Bianca won. I was like, all right. I mean, she's so likable. Bianca yeah. is incredibly likable to the point where, like, I think she'd be a phenomenal heel, but they probably shouldn't ever do it. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> no. I want her and Montez to go heel so bad. Oh my god. Oh, that sex tape so bad. <laughs> Wait, what? Two super athletes. <laughs> yeah, I think that sex tape. <laughs> Oh my god, here's here's the shame with, with this with the potential of this match. They have lauded this as the first ever she wasn't really a heel in NXT, but kinda was. Well yeah, I was gonna say Fritz, I don't remember that. I she re- might have been heelish. But she wasn't but a she natural didn't have like heel. A run yeah. As a heel. She didn't have a heel run. She, she was heelish in NXT, but like she wasn't like main female heel in NXT. Yeah, she wasn't pushed as a heel. Yeah. Um, but here, here's the thing. They have lauded this, and rightfully so, um, as another step in the women's evolution, um, where it's the first ever singles, it's the first ever singles ladder match for, for really? title. For women, yes. Because the only time they've had women in a ladder match was during the Money in the Bank matches. Multi-woman. Yeah, I like my voice is crap there, too. <laughs> really? That's <laughs> how so shocked I was. Yeah. I went back to 13 years old. Yeah, and so uh, I what I... What that's I, surprising. They have done ladder match, like Beth Phoenix at a ladder match, but that was in, like, OVW. I've seen that. 
I've seen that match. Mm. It's actually really good because it's Beth fucking Phoenix. Um, this is the first time ever on WWE, on live WWE programming that they're going to do this. And what's a shame about this is that I know that Damage Control and potentially um, Asuka and Bliss are going to get involved and create shenanigans. What I would love to see, even though it's not going to happen, I would love to see just Bailey and Bianca create a piece of art without any distractions. I agree. I a thousand percent agree. Uh, keep the ladders to a minimum. No more sure. than three ladders. Uh, because I hate it when there's just too many. I hate when the ring's surrounded by ladders and they use all of them. It just, I just, I do, I just do like the the minimal, the minimalistic part. It forces you to be creative. Better story. Exactly. And remember, Ricky, this is leading to a war games. It's gonna be Team Bianca versus Team Bailey. So. Who's who's so you, you got Oscar Bliss Bianca, who are the other two? You got Damage Control, who are the other two? Oof. Mm. I don't know. So here's here's my here's my fanboy coming out. I feel like Go ahead. Rhea would be on. I think Rhea would be on Team Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhea and. If Charlotte came back, maybe Charlotte. Charlotte's going nowhere near that. I think you. Put, yeah, I think Charlotte's Charlotte's on SmackDown too. I yeah, believe. I think you. I think Charlotte. Um, okay, I think Charlotte goes. Not Charlotte, but I think Candice gets put on Team Bianca. I would agree with that. Are War Games typically four v four? There, no, no, it's four v four. Right, four v four. It's four v four. I thought it was five v five. My bad. No, five v five would take forever. <laughs> I think Rhea and then uh, Candice would be excellent additions to both of those teams. Yeah, they. I feel That's like that's a hell been, of a match. I feel like they've been teasing it because they kind of been dancers have been making fun of Candice like the new girl on the block type thing. Every yeah. time they have a backstage, so, if she turns heel and gets the oh poison pixie Candice again. <laughs> oh, I cracked again. <laughs> What's wrong with me tonight? <laughs> but yeah, here's the fanboy in me because I, for a second, I had this idea. And Kay, you probably you might have had the same idea as me, is that I watched them. I watched Damage Control literally put damage to Oscar and Blitz to the point where I was like, oh, they may not show up on Philly, and Bianca's gonna need backup. And I was like, who the fuck would be available to surprise the crowd? Oh, gee, I wonder who you I were picking. I don't, I have no clue who I would pick, except for a boss and a glow. But I, yeah. <laughs> 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 but I doubt. No, dude, she changed the Twitter handle. So did, so did Big E, but he's still part of it. Nah, dude, he's fired. Yeah, because... <laughs> Stop. Dude, he, he comes back, it's the big hitting on Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> like, unscripted out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> he's making more public appearances, and he just started his own TikTok, which I'm very excited for a biggie TikTok. Good. I'm I'm glad I'm glad Biggie's I'm glad Biggie's able to do. Things I am. Again. He was just he did uh he did a college sports thing on Fox uh, last week. So he's amazing. He's, he's still got dude. It. Him and McAfee doing college game day. My no no God. McAfee is on ESPN. Biggie did it for Fox. Yeah, Fox, Fox has like okay big at noon. McAfee's doing game day on his own. McAfee's amazing on game day, by the way. Dude, McAfee's just the best, dude. Yeah. 
Like he's I he's this he's excellent. Everything about him is just excellent. Yeah. Uh, who would have yeah, thought? <laughs> fucking a fucking punter Amazing. of all people. Uh, but let's move on to a match that could also steal the show here. We have Edge versus Finn Balor in what is essentially Hell. a dream match of dream Hell matches. Yeah. It's an I quit yeah. match. So let's let's go through what we have right now. We already talked about an Extreme Rules match. That Extreme Rules makes sense. We have a ladder match. That's kind of wild. And now we have an I quit match all in the same night. And it feeds... We had a fight pit. Not even a and line. a fight pit. Sorry, fight yeah. We had a fight pit um, as well. All in the same night. And now we're up to the I quit match. Like the I quit match is the fourth match we've talked about tonight. Okay. And it feeds... <laughs> yeah, dude. How do you book this card? I don't know. <laughs> uh, start with the women, end with the women, and the rest is kind of who gives a fuck. I su- like ladder match is a great bad ladder match is a great way to kick off the show, man. Always. Yeah. All right. So all right. So all right. Here's what I think you do. I think I think you're gonna have to bookend the, the championship matches, which is fine. Um, and I think square in the middle is either this fight pit or this I quit match. Like somewhere because so you do you do extreme you do ladder match strap match Donnie Brook no what the Donnie that's a six man tag between Imperium and Brawl and Bruce which we'll get to at the end um, Donnie Brook it's just a anything goes Donnie match Ireland. yeah Donnie Brook just means a giant fight um, interesting. I think you do ladder, you need to cool down with a strap, and then you gotta either do fight pit or I quit. Oh my god, and that's that's the hard one because two of these are either gonna go they're either gonna go back to back or they're gonna go like one's gonna be a toilet break match. There's only six matches that we know of so far. I would probably do the I quit match. I quit and then fight pit. I would do the I quit, then the six man tag, then the fight pit, then the extreme rules. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So if we're if we're looking, let me look at this again correctly. We do ladder match, strap match, I quit, Donnie Brook fight pit, extreme rules. Yes. And then like you can have like a some kind of talking segment afterwards if you really want. Just put sure. I I, I can see why the fight pit might be second. You need something to cool it down. I think the fight pit shenanigans at the end will be able to cool down. Like I, Cormier is getting physical. I think that's a guarantee. I think Cormier is going to get physical. But anyway, let's move on to this match here, the I Quit match. I don't know how much time you give these guys. Like, Edge is a master master in creating a match and making it really, really fucking good for no reason. Like, remember remember the quote-unquote greatest match of all time between him and Randy had no reason being that fucking good? I do. It was like an hour. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and you have Finn, who is on a pretty unreal run right now. He's finally getting comfortable being the leader of Damage Control. And you, and I don't know what you do in this match. Like anything goes in this match. Like this can be fucking nuts. So, uh, K Murphy, who wins this? Honestly, I've been like trying to figure it out, and I keep this is the one I've been like really flip flopping yeah. with. I can see them having Edge quit and then having his 20th. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I realistically, like, but if Finn quits, 
they could use it as a hmm, wait a minute. If Finn quits, Finn can come back as the uh, Okay. It's not a loser leaves yeah. match, it's an I quit match. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, they don't quit yeah. the company. <laughs> it's just that they just have to say I quit. They don't, they don't leave the company, Kay. I don't know. You ne- Wait, hold on. You've never known the difference between I quit and loser leaves? Not always. No. Oh, Mix oh, Murphy. Boy. Oh. But you oh, move over you. here. Everyone knows I'm the worst wrestling. <laughs> you're not. But, uh, you're, super, you're really. That's actually no. It's actually true. <laughs> um, I feel like Edge is not winning. I agree. You think? Um, well, it's hard. I mean, do you do you really have Edge? Come back before this I mean, essentially one off. Are made for heels to lose, though. Like, name me a heel who's ever won other than Roman. Is everyone an I quit match? Um, The Rock. Yeah, Mick Foley died though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Foley had his brain coming out of his ears. And The Rock won by very nefarious means. Of yeah, it won by recording. By recording, so it, was like, it was like a dirty, a dusty finish. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think it's hard for me because you have Damage Control, who seems to be on an upswing now, um, because they were, they were freaking, they were treading water for a very, very long time, and they seem to finally be on an upswing, and do you kill that momentum just for the sake of Edge winning? Finn needs to win. Yeah, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I agree. Well, let's put it this way. If Vince was booking, it would be Edge. But Triple H is booking, so it's probably going to be Finn. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sick with my guns. I'm going to go Edge for sure. Uh, Will's got Finn, Cameron. Who do you have? I think it was Finn. Finn, 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 Finn. All right, let's move on to the other Extreme Rules matches going on. We have a strap match here. We have uh, one of Kay's former daddies uh, and Drew McIntyre versus uh, Karrion Cross and everybody who wants to wants her to be their daddy in Scarlet in the background um, in a strap match. And hopefully, even though we talked about this, I think, in a uh, couple weeks ago, hopefully this is traditional strap match, not four corners bullshit um, that they have done before. And all... All things I see from SmackDown in the past weeks leads this to be a strap match where they just have a strap that connects each other and they still have to win by pinfall or submission. So, Will, what are your thoughts on this match? I fucking hope so. And, yeah, Drew McIntyre wins. Yeah, yeah no doubt in my mind, Drew McIntyre wins. Okay, Murphy? True. True, <laughs> true, true. I, here's the thing. We have been hinting at Cross... For a very, very long time. And Cross has come back. And he's looked strong. This is Cross's biggest match. Like, he's had matches. He's had kind of these warm-up matches. And since if you're like, if Cross was like the University of Alabama, he's having a lot of warm-up matches. But now you get your big test. This is your big test now. Um, at a premium live event, they put you in a match. Not a highlighted match, but a match nonetheless. Um, at Extreme Rules. And I'm, I see nothing 
but the finish being cross, putting the cross jacket with a little bit of emphasis by using a strap around Drew's neck. And that's how Cross gets his big win and legitimizes himself as a major player um, on the SmackDown roster for the most part. I think Cross takes this. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of Karrion Cross. It's okay. I am I am a Scarlet fan through and through, and I get I get it. Fair yeah. enough. And I think as K Murphy puts on their invisible. <laughs> Seriously, it's K Murphy <laughs> hanging out with John Cena right now. K Murphy. Oh my god, I can't wait to make that a TikTok clip later. Anywho, we'll move on to the, <laughs> to the final match that we have. It's a six it's a six match card so far. Nothing on a pre show. I think they're really, really cutting down the pre show. Um it's a six match card, which means all of these matches are going to be really fucking long, which is good. Because you got to tell a story. Also, setup's going to take forever, too, for all of these matches as well. Um, you have a good old-fashioned Donna Brick, which was just added. Six-man tag. Imperium featured the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, Gunther uh, with Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser versus the Brawling Brutes. Sheamus, uh, the guy formerly known as Pete Dunne. Um, and the fucking guy, I totally forgot his name. I'm totally doing a blank on his name. The guy who injured Biggie, also in there as well. Oh, uh, blah, 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 uh fuck. They were just on NXT game. last night, too, and I totally, I totally blanked on their name. Uh, the Brawling Brutes. Um, uh, Rich Holland. There we go. Rich Holland. Rich Holland. Holland. Rich Holland, the, big, the Biggie murderer. I got you. Rich Holland, the Biggie murderer. was <laughs> going up. I mean, they're really playing off the fact that Imperium, well, not Imperium, but, uh, Gunther and Sheamus put on a hell of a match of Class at the Castle. And I love that they both... They did. <laughs> I love how they both have their little cronies with them. And, I mean, this has all the makings of something that could be absolutely apeshit insane. Yeah, this just could have been a bar fight. <laughs> this essentially is a bar fight. That's what yeah. a, a Donnerick is, essentially. Uh, a bar fight. Uh... And I I think I think the Imperium's been getting their number a lot lately, and Imperium got their number last night on NXT when they kind of made a one-off appearance. But I, I think the Brawling Brutes take this. I don't care who wins this one because I like both groups. Ironically enough, the Brawling Brutes grew on me. I just need Pete Dunne to get his name back, <laughs> to be honest with you. But I, I do think that the Brawling Brutes take this. Just as it's a fun, it's a fun gimmicky, ridiculous match just for. This will pop the crowd for no fucking reason because it's in Philly. Yeah, I don't really care for the teams individually, both teams that is, but them together, all it of works. it. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm, I'm about it. I'm about all, it. Like this would have been a fantastic pre-show match. Agreed. But I don't think they're going to do it. I, I, I think they deserve a little main card action. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, to be completely honest. Especially because the IC title's floating around. Yeah, there. keep the IC title relevant. Bobby doesn't have a match. Well, Bobby's getting his match on Monday, which also leads me to believe that he's losing. <laughs> he's not on this card. Um, I think Bobby drops on Monday. But I, I think the Brawling Brutes take this. They get a little bit of one up on Imperium. This is continuing. And honestly, I would love if the Upper War Games match was Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes, and they just have to add one more person on each side. God, Jesus <laughs> Christ, I think. 
Right, that'd be incredible. <laughs> that would be. I mean, they could. Yeah. I don't see why. I mean, they won't, but they could. I'm. I would. I'm all for. If we're gonna do story-based war games matches, what better story than Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes? You know, you could. Do oh my God, Cam Murphy, you're back from hanging back. out with John Cena. John Cena and I went to go get some macaroni and cheese. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. You literally left the show to make Easy Mac? No, I had leftovers from last week's dinner. I'm continue. Gonna... Continue, okay? Which was awesome. Mac and, <laughs> mac and cheese and broccoli. But, um, wow. for, for story-based um, purposes, you could bring back Alexander Wolf. So who do you add to the, um, who do you add to the Brawling Brutes? <laughs> I wasn't gonna yeah. say it. <laughs> um, we got a fella. <laughs> what would be interesting, and they won't do it. Um, call up Tyler Bate from NXT, depending on what happens, and on NXT. But bring up Tyler Bate. That way, you have Tyler Bate, you have Pete Dunne, and you have Walter in one match. They were all UK champions at one point. I see your Tyler Bates. Oh man. I see your Tyler Bate. I raise you Ilya Dragunov. I would also be happy with Ilya Dragunov. I think Timothy Thatcher is a good one too. Thatcher, Mr. Fred. Yeah, that that's 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 just wishful thinking there, Freds. Um, I think Ilya Dragunov works because he he had those matches with Walter at the time, and those were ridiculous matches. So I think him having a gripe to try to finally beat Walter. In some sort of capacity, or Gunther, in some sort of capacity, makes a lot more storyline sense. Gunther. Gunther. Um, and I mean, looking at this photo of Gunther, like, I'm so glad he lost all that weight. Like, he still looks menacing. Yeah, he looks fantastic. Yeah, good, good for fucking him. <laughs> so you but Kay Murphy, who do you have? Do you have the Brawling Brutes or do you have Imperium? I'm honestly happy that they gave Imperium their entrance back. Thank God. It is still, like, I can't wait for them to do an entrance at, at a WrestleMania. With just the blacked out in their silhouettes. That entrance is made for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Ah, so that's all we have right now for our Extreme Rules uh, card is only six, like I said, six matches. You have a good old fashioned Donnybrook, a strap match, an I quit match, a ladder match, a fight pit match, and a traditional extreme rules match. Like I said, this is the most extreme that extreme rules has ever been. And I was probably at the worst extreme rules match ever where we had a freaking, we had the, we <laughs> had the, um, the Dean Ambrose versus Jericho match. That was bad. The, the, uh, the asylum match, the Ambrose asylum cage match. Oh yeah, what a yeah the only thing the only thing that saved that pay per view was the AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns main event and the surprise return of Seth Rollins from his torn ACL. Only thing that saved that pay per view. Um, but with that being said, and the potential of one of the three of us potentially going down to Philadelphia for his event. With everything on the line, how good is this premium live event or pay-per-view? How extreme looks Stream Rules get on a scale of 1 to 10 crowns? 10 being the highest, 1 being the least. Will Tereshock? Yeah, I'm going to go pretty high. 8.5. I can see that. K. Murphy. 
I'm also giving an eight and a half. You said eight or eight and a half? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine. I'm gonna. See, I'm gonna raise you guys a half. I'm gonna go nine. The only thing that could really bring this down, I think. Because I, I, I honestly think all of these matches are going to hit. I think the ladder match is going to be great. I think the IQ match is going to be great. I think the fight pit is going to deliver. Even Cormier is going to deliver as well. I think the Extreme Rules match is going to hit. Um, the, um, the only match that I don't think is that might be hit or miss is the strap match. I think the strap match is a toss-up. <laughs> the see if this can um, be any good. Um, but I think you have the makings right now of a really, really amazing card and, like I said, the most memorable Extreme Rules uh, event that we've ever seen. I'm looking forward to it. And K. Murphy, I will spare you the details. I will not tell you anything since you will be in Salem looking at which shit. Yeah, I, I'm, I probably won't watch it till Monday. Makes sense, makes sense. Extreme Rules, folks, is on Saturday night. Um, Saturday night, which thank God, <laughs> thank God is yeah. right, dude. You want the thing I'm doing on Saturday is getting a haircut, ordering a pizza, and watching Extreme I Rules. That's my Saturday. Doing the same thing. What a great Saturday. I might, I might, I might nix the pizza and do Famous Dave's depending on how I'm feeling. Oh, dude, fa- oh, yeah, I might just I have dude. <laughs> little nice thing of ribs. Yeah, literally, their mac and cheese is unbelievable. Um, but we'll see how I'm feeling that day. I might do barbecue. Is this new barbecue place in Hoboken? I really, really want to try. Fred, save that comment for the post show because we're going to talk about that little ditty. That's going to be a great thing. Um, so that's pretty much. You're meeting. Slack. Yes, we'll talk about it on the post show. Uh, so that's. Oh, <laughs> smack him in the face. This wouldn't be the first time one. Of... Thank, thank you for kidding. Wouldn't be the first time one of our members uh, slapped. Uh, freaking. Um... Slap slack, or he no, he took wrestling chops from Nikki Skywalker during SummerSlam one year. But that's pretty much our whole show. Uh, how, how much? How much? How much could that have hurt? Come on, I, I don't know. I don't know. This <laughs> <laughs> before she was dating a wrestler, so I don't know. Hope she cut her nails. I doubt that. I would have kept them bitches yeah. sharp. <laughs> would have yeah. kept them bitches so sharp. But that's all we have this week uh, for wrestling because Extreme Rules is really the only thing to talk about. Also, rest in peace, Antonio Inoki, and all of that fun stuff. So I'm ready to get out of here when you are, Will Terror Shock. Are you ready to do this post show? Uh, yeah, I got the outro queued up Let's here somewhere. Let's do the yeah, damn thing. Button. Make sure you're with us each and every week. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening or watching Kings of the Rings podcast episode number 311. It's always extreme in Philadelphia, our Extreme Rules preview show. It's probably going to be the most extreme Extreme Rules of all time, so make sure you're watching this Saturday to what is sure to be a memorable event. Of course, I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets. B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at K-O-T-R underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, share, subscribe. Leave us some five-star reviews. It really helps us out with gaining followers and the algorithm so we can provide you with some more or as much excellent content as we possibly can. If you're listening to us, make sure you're listening to us by subscribing to WrestleMania Radio wherever you listen to all of your awesome podcast content and follow Wrestle Addict Radio's uh, social medias at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio everywhere else 
in the world. I'll be watching Extreme Rules. Maybe I'll do some live content from our TikToks. Uh, I've been thinking about that for a while. Uh, we'll do some. We'll probably do some fun stuff. I'm hoping for a good show. I hope to potentially be there last minute because who knows? I might want to pull some shenanigans. Uh, but you'll have to find out next week when I tell you what happened. So we'll tear shot. I would be going, but someone in my family has to get fucking married the weekend Poser. after. Which reminds me, Ricky, I gotta write my best man speech. Make sure I don't forget <laughs> that. That's kind. That's kind of important. Don't put that on me. That don't put that on that me. I write my most best man speech. <laughs> <laughs> um, I won't be here next week, actually, because I'll be and driving. You'll be riding your. I'll be driving you'll be the, riding your best man speech while driving. Yeah, I'll be riding. I'll be riding in traffic on ninety five. Um, but I'll be back the following week, the nineteenth. So I'm looking forward to seeing all of you there. And then, uh, Ricky, it's actually a good thing I didn't buy Survivor Series tickets because I might be on a plane to Vegas Jesus again. So, Christ. so there's that. Kmurphy, how much money should I put on black? Um, I don't like gambling, so I would tell you none, but you're not going to listen to me. I don't like gambling either, so I'm not going to. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to tell you to put $20 on black. Uh, I think the minimum, minimum is usually 25 so I'll see how I, how I, see how I do. Put $25 on black. Um. So, what's going on with me? Oh, so I will be in Salem this weekend. So, if y'all know of any fun things we should do in Salem, leave them in. Hopefully, better for making a um, fucking broom. I'm excited to make a broom. I'm curious. <laughs> I want to see how that goes. <laughs> I will bring my broom on the show next You're week. You're going to fly in? Hell yeah. How I did. I'm going to fly in next Fuck week you, on my Ricky. broom and show you how I did. Um. You can follow me across all social media platforms at the K Murphy T H E K A E Murphy. You can also follow my Teespring shop on Instagram at Euphoric Future Designs. We just added these um, pint glasses and mugs to the shop. Nice. And some new designs. So buy some stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we come back, folks, next week, Will will be writing his best man speech and won't be able to be on the show. Kay Murphy, hopefully, will be flying in on a broom, and maybe it might be a good time to bring on a special guest. Who knows what the future will bring, but we do know that the future is going to be extreme in just a couple of days. So until then, folks, uh, we're going to get out of here. Enjoy Extreme Rules this Saturday. If you're watching if you're watching us right now, make sure to stick around for the post-show where we get into a bunch of other random shenanigans. Uh, but until then, folks, goodbye, good night. We'll see you next week after Extreme Rules. And fuck you, Slack. Yeah, Slack, you fucking Fred's asshole. Fred's going to beat your ass. Anywho. And kiss you. Fresh yeah, probably. Speaking of words, happy Thanksgiving, Canada. <laughs> Midnight, you.